Welcome to the Refined Podcast with Amber Anderson, where wedding planners like you come to be encouraged and challenged through radical honesty, tough love, and brilliant ideas. As a former personal trainer turned wedding planner and now educator, Amber is known for helping wedding planners grow through her no BS yet considerate and thoughtful approach. The Refined Podcast tackles the issues you think about but fear bringing up, all with Amber's trademark sass and wit. So as you listen, be sure to hit that subscribe button, making sure you never miss that one little nugget that could change it all for you. Welcome back to another episode of the Refined Podcast. This week, I have my friend Brian Franklin here with me from Vows and Speeches. So Brian, introduce yourself a little bit. Tell us a little bit about yourself um, and a little bit about Vows and Speeches, and let's dive into um, into into vows and speeches for weddings. Sure. Thanks for having me. Vows and Speeches was formed in June of 2021. Uh, my wife and I we're in the process of trying to exit out of our uh, political consulting careers, which we had done for about a couple of decades and looking for something else. And I had been thinking about the kinds of things that I w- had been doing in politics, which included speech writing and just general communications coaching. And I had interviewed, I actually started my own podcast in uh, in the quarantine and had interviewed a friend of mine who among other things, was a uh, professional speech writer and and actually a joke writer for The Tonight Show for 17 years. His name is John Max. And uh, and he kind of inspired me to start looking at speech writing a little deeper. And I did a little bit of research and I saw that there were some people that had been doing this at a, a fairly small level as, as individuals uh, here and there across the country, but nobody had really truly made a niche out of this. And uh, But I felt like this was something that a lot of couples needed, uh, not just the wedding speeches side of things, but uh, as I got advised to later on by some planners on Clubhouse, that we added cl- uh, custom vows and ceremony scripts. And th- those three services, the speeches, the, the vows, and the ceremony scripts seemed to resonate both with planners and with the couples that we started talking to. And we actually put up a site within about 24 hours and I got our first client the next day. And so we knew we were onto something. Uh, and now it's just a question of getting uh, getting people to uh, understand that help is there. No, absolutely. I actually was um, filling out some interview questions for a PR publication earlier this morning, and it was about, you know, tips for maid of honor speeches specifically. I saw and that. Yeah. yeah I gonna... mentioned vows and speeches. I was Wonderful. like, love it. <laughs> Great. Contact vows and speeches. So I gave you a little plug in there. I don't Thank know. You do with those personal brand plugs in that sort of thing but at least right so um no you've definitely filled a hole and I think that's you know brilliance behind business when we find holes and we fill them and niche down in a way that I mean you could do like you said you did you've done political speech writing there's all kinds of you know industries that have speeches and needs for things like this but um you've really hit on I think something that you know, not only do couples and their wedding party or those that are giving speeches, you know, really want and need. It's also something that we as wedding planners or those that are like DJing and that are, you know, band MCs and whatnot. I mean, we're just desperate for some some quality outlines out there because there are just so many times that we have to um, 
kind of turn up the Oscar music, like down folks, you know? So that's actually one. Um, I had a father of the bride specifically that just, I mean, I've had some that, you know, they, they'll go 15, 20 minutes. It's like, what? We talked about three to five minutes and here we are. And there's just no way to cut off this man that's just dropped a hundred thousand dollars on this party. And it's just so awkward. And, but we had one that start to get really inappropriate. And I did, I walked over the DJ and I was like, turn on some music, like yeah. real light and slow. Like this is there are and, some and, amazing horror stories. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I felt comfortable doing that because the bride looked at me and like really subtly with her champagne glass kind of gave the like, cut it off kind of nod to me. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to get in trouble. Yeah. Like turn up this music, but it was uncomfortable. And for those of you listening that have not ever come into that scenario, there's a tip for you, I guess. So, um, but yeah. Well, I, I think there's, you know, there's, there's the avoidance of disaster aspect of this, which yes, is, you know, which is fairly obvious. Although I think a lot of couples, they imagine that their friends or their family members that are giving speeches are going to put the time in and they're actually going to know what three minutes looks like on a page and they're actually going to time it out. And, and the reality is much different than that. Most people don't put enough time in or, or practice it in advance and, and time it out. So they, they tend to go long as people do. But the other side of this is the personalization side of it. I mean, it's, it, there's right. there's the avoidance of disaster, but there's also this aspect to our business, which I think is the core of our business, which is that weddings are better when they're not generic, when they express the, the story of the couple and the personality of the couple, and you get into why they are together and, and, and some of their history, which as an audience member, you may not know, you might know one person in the in the couple you might know them both but maybe you don't know how they met or what they love about right. each other and you know you just you've interacted with them at, with over cocktails but you don't necessarily uh know the little things that that kind of make them them and yeah. that's the part that turns a ceremony from something that people just kind of sit through to people that to, to something that people lean into and right. it changes the whole rest of the evening when people uh, personalize their ceremony or or their vows, uh, but but even in the uh, on the wedding speech side of things, you you hear a lot about people just going on and grabbing other people's generic speeches and and writing in a generic outline to it. And I I think that you miss an opportunity to you really do. get people emotional about it. Now, of course, no, you, you, you them, do also run into the other side of it. <laughs> we want them to engage. And I think, um, yeah. and just feel captivated by it. And I think that we can all recognize a quality toast and a quality, um, you know, quality ceremony vows when we see them, but it's hard to know how we formulate those. And I, I think that there are easy formulas to it. It's just a matter of knowing that and thinking through that. And I think that it's so good that you've stepped into this space to kind of guide and coach on that and bring that to life for people. And so I talk to me a little bit about, uh, you know, your process for that. And then, and, and, and let's kind of tie that together with how planners or other wedding pros can be helpful in those conversations to reinforce sure. and, and whatnot. Sure. The process is, is really simple. We start with a phone interview. If we're doing a ceremony, we'll do not just the couple uh, individually, but we'll also interview the friend or the family member that might be officiating that doesn't have experience uh, officiating. Professional officiants know know how to do this, uh, but people that get their friend or family member to do their officiating don't. They're they're putting a pretty big burden on them to 
to know how to do this and to have the time to do it. So we we start with an interview and that interview will get really into the weeds of what, you know, what do they love about each other? You know, what are some of their uh, quirks, some of their eccentricities, some of the fun pet peeves that they might have about each other, some of the things that they um, find are special in the in their memories. And we'll, it'll take about 35, 40 minutes. Then we write the first drafts and usually because we've been basing it on 30 or 40 minutes of them talking and we're boiling it down to one or two minutes in the case of vows, it's it's fairly easy to to edit that back into a form that's familiar to them. It's their words or something that they right. convey to us. We don't tend to have a lot of changes, but sometimes there are words or tone issues that we need to solve. And uh, maybe we did a joke that uh, that either was... Uh, not funny enough or too funny for them. <laughs> um, so we'll we'll edit it until they're until they're thrilled with it, and then hopefully they still have enough time left before the wedding where they can practice it. And then we set up a practice session with them. So we also do delivery coaching, and that might be something as simple as, "Hey, slow down here," or emphasize yeah. this word for effect. But some a lot of times it's simply, "Hey, you're you're reading this, and you need to be saying it." And, uh, and part of saying it is is raising your voice when you say something fun or excited or when you get excited yes. and, and softening when you get a little more serious. And and so some of that is just acting coaching, I guess, but uh, it's something that we used to have to do with politicians and, and, and try to make them slightly interesting. And so, uh, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's essentially the process. We work with them on that. And then on the planner side of things, this is really pretty simple. Planners need to talk to their clients and uh, just simply ask them questions like, are you thinking about writing your own vows? Because a lot of people, when we first started selling this, we would talk to the planners and say, hey, ask them if they need help if they're writing their own vows. But then as we got deeper into this, we talked to more and more people and they said, hey, you know, if I wish I knew about this because I would have written my own vows, yeah, but I, I didn't have. know that I could. Right. And so a lot of people just don't even consider it because they don't think they have the skill set to do it or they don't have the time to do it. And so they just go with the generic because that's what they know. And I think there's an opportunity to get a lot more people uh, to to take it on just by simply having someone shepherd them through the process. Yeah, no, absolutely. I got married, I think this, so this summer will be our 12th anniversary and writing your own vows was starting to become a thing when we got married, but not, it wasn't, it was still pretty traditional, especially here in the South where I live, which, you know, you go to the church and you read the vows they give you. And that's kind of how we did it forever. And, and I would have loved to have written my vows. I just, I didn't really think about that being an option or, and had I, I probably would have felt really overwhelmed by it. And there are things now that ironically we didn't either like when, yeah. when we got married ironically nicole and i uh you know, we got married about six years ago and long before we had thought about this business and and i didn't even know it was a topic in her head but it but she said it was but she had just decided that since and she's a good writer but she's not you know a professional you know i'm a professional writer and and she just felt outmatched by it and just uh -huh. didn't even bring it up and i didn't I didn't yeah. think about it. I was no, I love writing and that's it, a, yeah. that's a strong skill set of mine. And, uh, but I think just as planning weddings go, like it's one thing to plan your own wedding. It's another thing to plan for other people. Like that just the emotions involved are significant and it's just so much 
it's, it's harder to detach and really look at it objectively and like think through the longevity of something and and whatnot and so you know all these years later yeah. we always joke you know when I put my cold toes on his hot leg or whatever like warm up my toes I'm like I wish I'd put this in my vows like just silly stuff yeah. and, you know I, want my, I would want my vows to be serious but in, also incorporate the things that just make us us you know and so yeah relationships um, are you know especially relationships are fun and they're funny and they're and the people that you know the one commonality of all the couples that I deal with and I'm sure the same is with with you is that is that they have fun together that's why they're getting right. married they're just yeah. <laughs> so 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 you if you don't incorporate some of that fun into the wedding the ceremony or the vows or both then you're missing yeah. an opportunity to talk about who you really yeah. are and, no, and totally. you know, one of my favorite questions with when I ask when I interview couples especially ones that are like they've met on the internet was you know what was it in their profile that like what did you see what was that was there a picture or something you know was there something in there and there's always something right there's always yeah. something in there that that or how are they nerdy? first impression tell me how tell me how your 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 spouse to be was is is slightly nerdy right and then so that 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 question those are great questions some, so many benefits you know and then you get into that and, and you find out that they have a collection of you know star wars figurines that's taking over the house and then and then that you can incorporate that into the vows and have fun with oh it. always i love you for your figurines i'll always give you space yeah in the or house I, you know I yeah I, I, exactly i vow to always create a small space in the house for your yeah. star wars figurines you know yeah and everybody that knows them that knows about the star wars figurines will laugh, sit there and laugh. So they love it. yeah 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 so no, that's totally. you know it's those little magic moments that you find out in in these interviews that that i think make make the whole thing but but going back to the planner side of it you know it's our job to keep reminding planners to do this but uh and it's hopefully we'll get to a certain point where couples are just aware of the service and we're aware of the niche in itself and then start seeking it out but i think planners just will do themselves a favor and their and their fellow vendors by by bringing it up as early as, into the process as possible because it's something they they can do very early it's remote it doesn't take a lot of time out of their day mm -hmm, uh, yeah it's it they it's something you can do long before you're stressing out over other aspects of the wedding but it's also something that's guaranteed to improve it. It's just, it's going to improve the wedding. It's going to avoid some of those problem areas and those people, those fathers of the bride, because I guarantee you, or the fathers of the groom even, but I guarantee you that uh, if you ask them ahead of time, who are those problem people? Who are the people that are going to go on too long or to say something inappropriate? They know who they are in advance. They know those people. They know their family and friends. They, right? do. they will tell you <laughs> and then you can and then you as the planner can mitigate it or you know yeah. or we can mitigate it for you yeah. we asked that in our process like who are those people and I mean if we just that's great hey, yeah. thinking through that you know and I think planners another thing that we have in our process too that I would encourage anyone listening to do is we have you know when it comes time to talk about vows and speeches because I so many people don't do it until that very last minute and then it becomes high pressure and I understand that some people write best under pressure and like sometimes that is a thing but this is a ceremony this is like what you're vowing like this is your commitment and what you're you know I, I just always found it so interesting when a couple would wait till I mean literally the night before well or, people put off the, right like five minutes but people put <laughs> off 
you know, they procrastinate on things that they find difficult, right? I mean, that's just, you know, it, it's something I used to push off term papers until I absolutely had to do it because I knew that once backed against the wall, I would actually get it done. And, but, but mm -hmm. that, that works, that works if you have the ability to do it. And I think what people do is they push it off and then they realize, oh my gosh, this is like you said earlier, it's harder to do, summarize a relationship in one to two minutes when you're in it. Right. And so that's when you start to panic. And that's, we get about 30% of our, our customers are panic buyers for sure. Oh, well, I'm sure. <laughs> and I, I think too, though, if we as wedding pros can get ahead of this a little bit, there's, you know, planning a wedding is so high and there's just such so, so many emotions involved. And I think part of our job is to help reduce strain in areas that we can. And one thing that I found working with couples over the years is that when one partner would delay on that out of overwhelm or whatever it is, then the partner that had done it pretty quickly because they're excited and felt good about it would inevitably feel hurt or stressed by the other yeah. partner dragging feet. And they're like, are they experiencing cold feet? Is there something we talk? They like start to read into that. And yeah. so if wedding pros can provide a resource and a tool to kind of help with that. Like anything we Great can balance. do to, to yeah. mitigate stress and pressure on their relationship only makes it better for us in the planning process as well. Like there's a mutual benefit to that. And so I, I have found it really important as a planner to, you know, early on, let them know that we have these tools and resources, but at the midway point, we're going to talk about it again. And I had, um, I've historically even contacted the people that were designated to give a toast, um, or speech at some point whether it was rehearsal dinner or at the wedding and I would give them pointers and, and whatnot. Yeah. And so now our refined content has points. People, we still have that little outline, but like kind of it points people to contacting you. So there's a template in there. If you're contacting those people, Hey, here's how we can help. Here's the time that as, you know, as the planner that's created this timeline, these are the number of minutes you get. Now go talk to vows and speeches yeah. and help you fit into this. Yeah. So, now look, I mean, every, every bit of, advice gets them closer to where the, their destination, you know, and, and I think, you know, there are planners out there that provide, uh, like you are, like provide some level of guidance and some, some pointers, and it generally sends them to the right direction. And uh, others are uh, hands on themselves and get involved and look at this, look at the drafts and whatnot, and everything gets, gets people closer. I think ours is a little bit more chauffeured, of a process, but you know, the other side of this in terms of timing is that you want them to be able to practice it. You right. want them to have the time to work on it and, and not necessarily memorize it because we don't advise that, but get yeah. to a point where they don't have to sit there and read it word by word, where they, they, they know where it's going and they get some muscle memory in their delivery. And that's so important just to make it sound uh, authentically conversational mm -hmm. and and I think that's something that the people that push it off to the last minute deny themselves the opportunity to do it. They just don't have enough time to do it. I have a, a bride that I worked with that called us on a Friday for a Sunday wedding. You know, we, we did the interview Friday night. We got her the draft Saturday morning. We did a practice session Saturday afternoon and then another one on Sunday morning. And she, you know, for what time she had, she did great. She's a decent speaker, but there's no doubt in my mind that if you gave her, given her another week to, to work on it or two weeks to work on it and she got to sit with it, then, you know, Less it would be that much better. Yeah. 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 
No, and we see that all the time though. Someone will get up there and you can like just see their paper kind of shaking and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but I also that's, too- That's cute too. <laughs> there's actually something really endearing about that. Cause you know, that they're yeah. doing it love for the person. Like they don't want to be up there. They're scared to death. They really genuinely love this couple and they're going to do it. And they're being a good friend in yeah. that way. There is something endearing about the little, you know, kind of like nervous. The emotional shaky voice thing. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. No, I love it when I hear that. It's, it's, it, that's not a lack of practice. That's just investment. You know, that's, that's something. It's a lot. I mean, you, it's not just a three minute speech. It's not just getting in front of people. There's that component that, you know, can nerves, but you're also, you're delivering like a really emotional moment and, and there's a lot of pressure on that. And, you know, you're trying, like you said, to summate, to summarize, a really important friendship or relationship in such a short yeah. amount of time it just seems so irreverent. And, and for the criers, I, you know, I'm I'm a quick crier, but for you know, for the criers in, out there, being able to have some time to run through it more than a few times does give you a little bit of armament against fully breaking down and <laughs> stopping in the moment. But the other thing I wanted to mention is that uh, this is gold for videographers, right? One thing that uh, you know, we, a lot of business comes from wedding planners. I would say most of our business comes from wedding planners, but a lot of business comes from videographers because they're the ones that has that have to sit and edit this stuff. Gosh, and if they yeah. have and, and if they have four minutes of of vows that are awesome, then that can provide the soundtrack for your sizzle reel. That can be, you True. know, a massive part of your video, and you don't have to sit and like really work hard to find spoken spoken people that are nailing it and you know I've been to weddings where I've I've struggled to hear anything that I would put in (laughs) in 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 a video it just none of it landed right right and I'll say you know we did not get videography from our wedding and that's one of my biggest regrets and you know because you know marriage is not easy and when there's one specific rough patch that we had that I pulled out our wedding album and I just burst into tears and it was it was the motivation I needed to like do my part and I can only imagine how much more impactful a video would have been and hearing myself say those words and I got tearing up about it I think that uh that yeah you know you're right I've seen I've seen hundreds of wedding videos over the years but the ones that have the vows you know overlaying are just so impactful and I can only imagine in those rough patches of marriage being what saves a marriage literally <laughs> I can say that yeah I, I, I never thought of that but that's definitely that's a whole nother uh market we could uh, we could push <laughs> but no but but, but it's it, it is something you know we didn't have a videographer either we, that we look back and we're like oh man we really wish we did but but um and we, we were lucky we had our daughter uh, who was 16 at the time uh absolutely my, my stepdaughter uh absolutely roasted me in a fun in a fun way right just had so much fun and had the place rolling and luckily one of our our uh, friends um this girl named kelly happened to be in the front row and videotaping it on her phone otherwise we wouldn't have it but we love going back and you know like every so often we'll go back and listen to it and we'll laugh and cry and you know it's so so you know all this to say i think these moments that are that we can help people prepare for 
I mean, that's that's going to be a lot more fun than your generic I do's or your generic ceremony. It's just going to it's going to come through in a different way. And maybe it'll save your marriage or maybe it'll just be one of those warm memories that you can just keep coming back to every once in a while. But just to have something that's specifically you is is really a big part of what we're trying to accomplish. Yeah, totally. I think that, you know, also I don't even, I just remember really loving our vows and I, I loved that moment in our ceremony. And I loved the, I remember loving the things that people said in their toast, but I have no idea now. Like I have no yeah. idea. What, and I would love to just even have that. And how neat would it have been yeah. to save, you know, yeah. just think yeah. about the past. So like do that too, listeners, you're, you're listening in, like facilitate a way to like preserve those, especially if there's not a videographer, you know? I think there, yeah, I've talked to a few, we haven't gotten there yet, but I've talked to a few calligraphers about either you know having the vows written out after the fact after they've been delivered but also but also wedding speeches would be a nice you know if you if you've really worked on something and you want to send it to your friend as a gift so just 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 do that but i um after you know after you've delivered it but but going back to like the horror stories i think a lot of this comes down to you know your families you know your friends you know, some of those people are wacky. We know it. You know, you might yeah. pick your your brother or your maid of honor, but your sister as your maid of honor, and and you know they're you know they're a little off. I mean, let's face it, right? Uh, are they going to be able to do this without uh, you know without causing too much harm <laughs> or blowing up the timeline? That you mentioned of someone that goes on for twenty minutes. You know, twenty minutes later, the food's cold. Right. Nope. And that's nope. if they're holding, if they're holding dishes. Right. I literally experienced that several times where they go that long. And so what I started doing from there was communicating to people when I said that, like, kind of quick, like, here's how it's going to go. Here's your timing. Best practices are whatever. Uh, I would communicate in there. And if we go over time, this is what will happen. And I tell yeah. them that I turn on the Oscar music. And so that there's no surprise on that. No one comes to me afterwards and is all mad at me about it. Yeah. And I think that it helped in some ways. And so I, I do think that planners, I think uh, videographers, DJs, bands, we kind of all can speak into this in a way because we deal with it. We're the ones panning around the microphone. Yeah. We're the ones, you know, and even caterers, because to your point, if things are going too long, you know, it can mess up food. So if we can all kind of just oh, mention sure. this together, you know, I know a lot of you are listening. I think that that's really helpful. Um, those are just things that I don't think get considered in the planning process as much. And so I don't leave that off. Maybe put that into your questionnaire or form, like what's the plan and, you know, and whatnot. Yeah. Have you contacted Especially caterers? I would, I think that would, like you mentioned caterers and I, I think that would be an incredibly important question to ask your clients. Are you, you know, what is your plan for the speech section here? Because that's where things can go so yeah. far. So, so badly awry. <laughs> 45 minutes, by the way, that's the record. 45 minutes conversation with catering is around you know especially if they're providing the bar so catering or bar is you know about like are we passing out champagne or are we toasting with what's in our hand like there's there is that conversation yeah. but I, I don't know that I've really I really recall talking about it beyond drinks being poured and in Texas you know markets vary but in Texas we typically are doing our toast towards the end of dinner and so it doesn't impact food quality a whole lot but other markets is completely different and that's that's yeah. that's a big deal and so 
And with yeah. DJs, like, you know, I've, I've had conversations with DJs where if I am doing, let's say, a May of Honor speech, and in in that um, someone, let's say they grew up with the, the person getting married, and they used to listen to Justin Timberlake, right? They were obsessed with Justin Timberlake. So we're going to reach out to the DJ if possible, or, or at least communicate to the planner, hey, tell the DJ this speech involves Justin Timberlake and some discussion about Justin Timberlake. Let's make sure Justin Timberlake is the next song in between whatever we're doing. You know, let's yeah. let's cue it out with Justin Timberlake, right? Yeah. Um, and and provide some continuity. Like yeah. I like that. I like that creativity. Another thing that I like that you said a minute ago, I didn't point out, mention it when you said it, but I love the idea of the calligraphy, you know, putting, putting these things into calligraphy. And, you know, wedding planners are, or wedding pros as a whole are, constantly talking about what's what how are you get what do you gift to your clients are you giving them anything or whatever like that's an ex that's a really beautiful gift I think yeah to provide someone absolutely um, yeah if know, I was you know especially like if I did both of the vows you know that could be a, a, a fun gift afterwards or something uh, something absolutely provide. and that's something yeah. that couples could even do and gift each other on an anniversary you know uh there's a lot yeah. of little yeah. up there for you Ryan um, <laughs> or, or just things that you know just little touches that can that can make uh, the, the, a difference between the vendor and the client or or Absolutely. or uh, you know or just be between each other so yeah well hey as we wrap up what are what are the most effective ways to get um for wedding pros to get you in front of their couples how can we find you what what are what are next steps here yeah so i mean all of everything's under you know vows and speeches.com or you know instagram is vows and speeches a n d uh so uh you, any just find us there it's uh, happy to make uh have an intro call with you talk about your business talk about how we can work together as pros and as far as the couples goes uh either just make the introduction. Uh, we have some planners that are actually including our services in their planning packages. So they've, they've wow. cool. you know, slightly increased the prices and, and included, let's say, a set of vows or a speech that the client can choose from and decide, you know, and so either way makes it better. And the uh, the planners actually are, are the ones selling it. But in most cases, they just simply make the introduction. We get on the phone with them. We talk them through the process and uh and take it from there because sometimes they want to add the ceremony or they realize that as they're talking to us that there are other pieces to this that they want to address so yeah absolutely that's it yeah it's really yeah. simple and we just you know we uh, we're just trying to uh at this moment we're we're reaching out to as many wedding planners as we can reach and and videographers and djs and and i, I think we'll we'll start reaching to venues and caterers downstream and yeah uh and take it from there Good. Well, thanks for joining me today. And thank you so thanks much for, for uh, being a sponsor of Conference Confident this last year at NBA. Uh, oh, yeah. No, that was great fun talking to your crew. That was a, uh, I really enjoyed it. And uh, I'd love to do it again if you guys are, uh, are back. I think you guys are back, right? You're this coming. Yeah. Uh, yes, I'd love to do it again. But it was, it was great fun. And I'll tell you, just to plug you for a second, you could really, you know, you know, I spoke with, with your, uh, attendees for Conference Confident uh, after the conference, and you could really tell that they got a lot out of it. They were very, they were very confident, but they were also uh, uh, very happy. There were a lot of smiles there, and they they seemed very satisfied. Buddies, yeah. they were buddies. No, one of my favorite yeah. 
moments was on Monday before we went over to get our um, badges to get into the conference, we all met for just coffee and just to put names to faces to all these email and Facebook group friends. And uh, we, one person said, you know, I came to Wedding MBA last year and made it a goal to make three new friends. <laughs> she said, I met one person. <laughs> And she said, but it's it's Monday and the conference hasn't even started and I've already made 15 friends. And so- It makes such a difference. I mean, it makes <laughs> such a difference to know people uh, going into it and to have, you know, have somebody to, you know, share a glass of wine with at the cocktail hour and 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 start there. And by, by the time you get, you know, two or three conferences in, you it, it's, it feels like you know everybody. So it's great. Yeah, yeah just all run around the conference hall together and- yeah. Expo Hall, I mean, and so, no, I think that it was really impactful for them to be able to share and ideas. So, yeah, no, well, we'll be back. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. All right. Well, thanks, Brian. We'll talk to you next time.